0: some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible Listen to what the Spirit says It's time for daybreak
1: Daybreak Good morning! I've got the wrong date in there. Today not not the that's that's not the 28th, no. Oh,
2: well,
1: It's not. It it's the, the, 28th. 28th. It's the, the 29th. It's the 29th. 29th. It's the 29th. It's Tuesday the 29th, and the reason it's wrong is because I typed it in last night before I went to bed.
2: So you were right, but now you're wrong.
1: Yeah. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. He thought he was
2: wrong.
1: Once. And Josh ain't here with us because he's still sick, but, he but maybe mistaken. he'll be able to be back with us tomorrow. And Brother Charles is back in the house.
0: Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! No hand.
1: All right, we're gonna sing a messianic song. We love this song. It's called "We Will Dance," and today in our reading section, we're gonna talk. About, we're gonna read over. They sang the song of the Lamb, song of Moses, and the song of the Lamb. So, this fits with today.
0: Sing a song. Celebration lift up a shout of praise for the God who will come, the glorious one. Oh, Camp for joy, for the time's drawing near, when He will appear. Step by his side. Song. It's a good song. You like that song?
1: Good song. I do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Brother Charles, you like that song? Yes, I do. That's a good song. Well, join in the Song of the Lamb, which is a song of victory, by the way. So I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. All my brothers and sisters out there. I uh, hope you had all your kids around you and your grandkids around you and you just loved 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 on them and what a blessing i know brother charles didn't get to do that because he was on his way out here but we are glad to have brother charles brother charles is pretty much moved out here ain't you brother at least for now he's going to be part of church without walls hallelujah we need him good man of god and uh this daybreak is a ministry of Church Without Walls, by the way. I pastor Church Without Walls, or senior pastor, Brother Bernie Morris, my associate pastor. And, and uh, we got two campuses now, one in Gordonsville, Tennessee, and one in Hartsville, Tennessee. And so we are looking for those that's going to come out and join with us and help. And, and uh, we are so thankful and honored to have Brother Charles with us. I mean, it is truly a blessing. So we're glad that you're with us here this morning, and we're going to jump over here and see if we can see some people in the chat. Yep, there you are. Hallelujah. We're in Revelation chapter 15, brothers and sisters. Revelation chapter 15. I know it's been a while, but man, did my family go through some sickness. We we were all hit with this last sickness. My goodness, except for Megan. <coughs> For whatever reason, Megan wasn't, and I thank the Lord for that. But we're in Revelation chapter 15, we're going to, uh, this morning we're going to get reset now chronologically. I'm going to go ahead and read the first four verses, that's what a top ten that I would do today, the first four verses. And, uh, And then we'll back up and we will reset chronologically and we're going to talk about the victorious rapture praise the lord in chapter 15 verse 1 it says then i saw another sign in heaven great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues for in them the wrath of god is complete in these plagues The wrath of God is complete. God is going to pour out all of his wrath. Finished. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of, the, of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. Now, with any mistakes I might have made, that's reading 1 through 4. Now, notice it says that they sing the Song of Moses. Now, the Song of Moses, there's two songs of Moses you can find in your Bible. One is in Exodus 15. The other is in Deuteronomy 32. And if you've got a Bible that has little tabs at the top, It'll tell you, song of Moses. And there's a song of Miriam. There's a song of Moses. But basically, it's the song of deliverance. It's a song of victory. It's a shout for joy. It's like when we sing in modern day, oh, victory in Jesus. So it's the song of Moses that shouts out victory, the deliverance from Egypt, deliverance from Pharaoh, deliverance from slavery to freedom, and the song of the Lamb, which is really, it's the same It is deliverance. He has delivered us. He has vindicated us. He has saved us. And just like what we were singing in the song, we join in the song of the Lamb. That song of the Lamb, we're talking about it right here. That's where that line comes from in that song that we just sang. Now, that being said, let's back back up to verse 1, and let's reset ourselves chronologically. So he sees a sign in heaven. What time period are we in? We have been in what we could call angelic explanations or uh, parenthetical section, okay? But we actually go back to Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. This is where we are chronologically. Chronologically, The seventh angel sounded, right? And there were voices in heaven. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. He shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. Okay, but here's the point. If you remember, we have seven seals We have seven trumpets, and we have seven bowls or vials, okay? The seven seals are open. Now, today I'm going to give you a chart. You're going to see on your screen a chart when we get to the end of it. Um, Seven seals, seven trumpets. Now, if you remember when we were going through the trumpets, there are seven of them. The last three, trumpet five, trumpet six, and trumpet seven— we're called three what three woes. The angel said, Whoa, 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 for the sounding of the last three trumpets that are yet to sound. And so trumpet number five, woo, we studied that one. Trumpet number six, we studied that one. Then we had the parenthetical section. We gotta had a bunch of explanation. We looked at the witnesses. We looked at their testimony for three and a half years. And then the third woe, the third woe is the seventh trumpet. The seventh trumpet is the last trumpet. The last trumpet opens up the seven vials of wrath. In these vials, in these bowls, you picture them as these bowls that are going to be poured out. In these or the fullness of the wrath of god that's going to be poured out upon the face of the earth it's god's wrath now remember and i'm saying this and i'm, I'm highlighting this because sometimes people think tribulation and wrath is the same thing and it's not the tribulation as we study the great tribulation begins with the abomination of desolation it is the time the greatest time of trouble that ever hits the earth, there's never been a time like it before. There will never be one again after it ever. It is a time when the Antichrist is reigning, when he is subduing the earth, making war on the earth, causing people to to take his mark, causing people to bow down to him and worship him. And if they don't, then they cannot participate in the world economy. You can't get your money out of the bank. You can't go write a check. You can't use your debit cards. You can't do anything if you don't bow down to this world system during this greatest time of trouble ever. But that time of trouble has a specific time limit on it. A matter of fact, Jesus said if he didn't shorten the days, nobody would be saved. Nobody would be saved if he hadn't, if he didn't shorten the days. So that tells you the world is going to be in this worst conflict ever. But then Jesus says, for the elect's sake, he has shortened the days. Now, in the text, so chronologically, this is where we are. We're at the third woe. We're at the seventh trumpet. Now, the seventh trumpet, now I want to read this again. I saw something in verse 2 here. We're in 15-2. Like the sea of glass mingled with fire. Now, immediately, when you see a sea of glass. It makes me think of, anyway, it makes me go to Ezekiel chapter 1, where you see this this firmament. There's this firmament that looks like crystal. It's, it's clear. There's this firmament that's over the angels, and over that firmament that's clear as crystal is this throne of the Lord. It makes me think of that throne of the Lord, being before the throne of the Lord. But we notice here that it says... Sea of glass mingled with fire. But then what he what did he see? He say, saw those who had the victory. Oh, victory. They're standing on top of the sea of glass that's mingled with fire, which means they came out of tribulation. The fire, in my opinion, speaks of the great tribulation and the trouble that they went through, and now they're victorious over it. They did not bow down to the beast. They did not take the mark. They did not worship his name. And now they're standing with him. They're standing. Now, notice this. It says over the mark, over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass. And remember that the text said something like "see." Now, when the text says, I saw something like. Then we know it's a likeness of. He's not saying it's a sea of glass. He's saying it was something like the sea of glass, a sea of glass. That he's trying to explain it by things that he knows, and, and he's giving us references. It's kind of like I'm looking at this big sea, but it looked like glass. It was clear as crystal. And but yet there was all this fire in it. But guess what was standing on top of it? Saints of God. End time saints of God, victorious. They're on top now of the sea of glass mingled with fire. And they're before the Lord. And they had harps. So they got musical instruments. It's gonna be cool. You're gonna get to play a musical instrument. You know what? Ain't that cool? I don't know if it'll actually be a harp or not, but bling. And they sing the song of victory. They sing the song of victory. So what we're seeing here is we're seeing the victorious end time saints of God standing before the Lamb. They are with him now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Now, this is why I place I place the rapture here. What I'm what I'm seeing here is the raptured people of God standing with God now. They have overcome death. They have overcome hell. They have loved not their lives unto the death, and God is with them, and they're going to be singing. What do we do? We sing, we sing, we sing. We've been singing for years and years and years and years the church has been singing. Now, that being said, I want to give you some reasons today where why this is where I place the rapture. So I want to We went over this, but I want to go over it one more time, and I'm going to take you through it kind of slowly. Let's begin in Matthew 24, Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31, and let's set the stage again. Remember, they have overcome the fiery trial. (coughs) Now, in Matthew 24, Jesus is the one who coins the phrase great tribulation. He says it begins with what we know as the abomination of desolation. And if you remember, we've said this several times, but but I know it's easy to forget, and that's why I'm saying it again. He says, if you want to know what the abomination of desolation is, study the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel teaches us about the abomination of desolation, and we've studied it many times here. Let them understand. He says, now, once he places the abomination that brings about desolation, there's going to be a time of trouble and that there was nothing like it. And he calls it the great tribulation. Then when we get to verse 29, let's read this together. So we're in Matthew 24, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give us light. The stars will fall from heaven. The powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, will appear, will be seen. Then all the tribes of the earth shall mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Then what is he going to do? Immediately after the tribulation, he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. So here's what we got we've got sending angels at the blast of a trumpet. What are they going to do? They will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven. To the others, so they are gathering together all of His elect from. It just means the four corners of the earth, and and no, the writers of the Bible did not believe in a flat earth. It simply is meaning from all over the earth. God is gathering together His elect. The angels are getting His elect. Now, when is this? Immediately after the tribulation. What's the signs are going to going to hit? The sun being dark and the moon not giving her light. And that's setting the scene. Okay? So we got the trumpet. We've got a gathering. Now let's go to the next verse, the next scripture. First Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I'm going to start with verse 50. <coughs> Now, this I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51, behold, I tell you a mystery. I'm explaining a mystery to you, Paul says. This is a secret. It's a mystery. What's the mystery? We shall not all sleep. Everybody's not going to die. Sleep here means die. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Okay, Paul, now what do you mean? Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I don't know how fast that is, (laughs) at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. What did we just read in Matthew 24? The trumpet will sound. And what's going to happen? The dead will be raised incorruptible. Those who sleep in Christ are going to come back to life. Graves are going to open up. What about believers who are alive at that time? And we shall be changed. We, meaning whoever has not fallen asleep and is not dead at the sounding of the trumpet. And might I say, Paul says, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the last trumpet. Now, I'm gonna say, say something that could sound silly, but it's how it, it's it's simple to me. You cannot have a last trumpet before the last trumpet. Any trumpet that is before the last trumpet isn't the last trumpet can i get an amen at least on that amen Amen. so therefore when we know that now it's been opened up that there are seven trumpets and when we know that the seventh trumpet which is the last trumpet in the series is sounded there's a declaration what is the declaration we read it this morning the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. It's The seventh trumpet declares the taking over of Jesus Christ earth. That's what it means. And now at the sounding of the seventh trumpet, the last trumpet, with, what else we've got? We've got a resurrection of our loved ones who are born again coming out of the graves they're going to come out of the graves and the spirit is going to reunite with a body a resurrected immortal body and then we that are believers whoever's believers at this time at this last trumpet we're going to be changed in a twinkle of an eye and all of a sudden our mortal body isn't going to be mortal anymore it's going to be immortal in a twinkle Does that makes sense Praise the Lord. Now let's look at the next section. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The day of the Lord. Comfort one another with with these sayings. And we're just going to, we're just reading the same thing again now. For where? For what? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Now here's what Paul says in the letter to Thessalonica for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, You get that sounding of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Every one of these talks about a trumpet, every one. And what's gonna happen? The dead in Christ is gonna rise first. The first thing that's gonna happen is not we shoot up into the air. That's not what's going to happen first. What's going to happen first is there... I see it personally as a great earthquake taking place. And all of these uh, graveyards are going to open up and people are going to come out of these graveyards. You're talking about a witness to the world. No wonder the world is going to mourn and weep. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then he says, therefore, comfort one another with these words, okay? Now, I showed you all of these, and, and remember, even in Second Thessalonians, I got another set of scriptures if you wanna read it, but let's, let's go ahead and just say, say this. I think it'd be important. This is a special day here, so we are resetting. In 2 Thessalonians chapter two, he says, "Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord and our gathering together to Him." What's he talking about? The rapture, the 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 catching up of God's people to be with the Lord. Now, concerning that, His coming and us being gathered together to him, he says, do not be shaken by anybody's word. Don't be troubled by spirit by anybody. And then let's just jump on to verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless there come the fallen away first and the man of sin be revealed. What day won't come? The coming of the Lord and us being gathered together unto him will not happen until the man of sin is revealed. Who is the man of sin? He is the son of perdition, verse 4, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God over there in Jerusalem claiming himself to be God not going to happen till he comes on the scene hallelujah Hallelujah. and for these reasons this is these reasons and many 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 more many more this is why i place the rapture at the seventh trumpet that's where i put it could brother scott be wrong absolutely but and I will listen to any argument, but you got to argue from Scripture, not the thoughts of this preacher and that preacher. I don't, what does it matter what anybody thinks? All it really matters is what the Bible says. Can amen. I get an amen, amen. there?
0: Amen.
1: That's all it that really matters, and that changes me a lot. Now, I've got a chart for you today, and amen. I know I'm running over, so I'm going to jump to the chart. I pulled this chart in for you to look at and study, and this is how I see it. Brother Charles, you can scoot over here if you want to. <laughs> Here's the chart. Now you see the seven, the beginning of the seven years. That the blue is the opening. so Come around here, brother, so you can see it. Come on. The blue is the seals. Now, all right. So the blue is the seals, and I got one, two, three there. One, two, three seals in at the beginning of it. But we know with the opening of the fourth seal, we know by the scripture that it said death and hell went through the earth, and so I have the abomination of desolation right there. Why? Because in the fifth seal, says I saw the souls of the altar, uh, souls under the altar, and they had been slain and killed for their witness for Jesus Christ. So it seems like this are this is what we would call saints in the midst of the tribulation. And what are they doing? You, if you remember, they are crying out, how long do you judge and avenge our blood? Right, Brother Charles? Yeah. They're crying out. And then you've got the sixth seal, which now the signs of heaven, the sun being darkened, the moon not giving her light. And uh, so the signs that bring everybody to awareness on the earth and all the, tri- uh, uh, that's, where, that's where you remember uh, at the sixth seal was where the, uh, it says that the tribes of the earth said, hide us from him that sits on the throne. So he, they're, they're like, there's, this is big enough that everybody's like, uh-oh, he's coming, he's coming. Then we've got the seventh seal, which gives us seven trumpets. And if you notice the rapture right there at the seventh trumpet, what's the seventh trumpet do? The seventh trumpet is the takeover And the pouring out and those bows coming down under the seventh trumpet is the bows of wrath. Okay? And then, so I think he's going to pour out the bows of wrath. And then in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, we've got an extra 30 days that's added to the 1260 days. You've read that, Brother Charles, right? There's an extra 30 days that's added. And then there's an extra 15 on top of that, which means an extra 45 days which i think is the cleaning up of the earth remember remember he says the vultures are going to be coming now all this destruction if you remember we read that that the blood is going to be up to the bridles of the horses that's five feet four or five feet tall and so there's a lot of cleanup that's got to go on but anyway that's a that's a chart that reflects how i see it at this time i still debate it that's my best throwing out there but in in addition to that those souls that are uh, that are under uh the altar of god uh though that includes all those that are like in the uh, fox's book of martyrs that have been killed over the years for for christ yes 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 i believe all of the blood just all the way back to abel really Yeah, yeah all of the blood of the saints cry out anyway tomorrow we will take up singing the songs and and uh, we will we will go from there miss lisa okay
2: just one thought because i was thinking you know how it's always worried me the the, the we'll come rapture over here. talk the rapture teaching has always worried me because sometimes i worry that people will be like well when i start seeing people disappear then i'll <laughs> you know or whatever I just wanted to reiterate that even though I personally believe all this will not happen until these things that the Word says will happen will happen as far as the rapture, the Lord could come, your day could come at oh, right, any absolutely. moment. Yeah. So you personally may get out of here quicker <coughs> to whichever eternal destination you go oh, yeah, to. Amen so to be that. always ready. in always
1: yeah i've had people you know say to me at times they're like but that takes away the doctrine of eminence and i said no it doesn't (laughs) the doctrine of eminence is always present because we can leave any moment i can go meet jesus today you can meet jesus today absolutely you know we can meet jesus but the end won't happen before god says it's going to happen and he's already told us things uh, that are going to take place. Anyway, I hope this was a good Bible study and this real morning.
2: Quickly, Laura Barnes says, "When yep. our loved ones rise from the grave, will they be a corpse, or like flesh, or spirit? Just
1: curious." Brand new body, spirit and flesh back together. But what will what will give life to the body that they have will not be blood anymore. It'll be just like Jesus's body. Jesus, when he rose from the grave the life is in the blood in these bodies this this body is a mortal body and it's cursed and through my veins right here is our blood now the life god says is in the blood you drain the blood that's why all of us have to die the blood has to go back to the earth flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom okay but we're gonna have a body like Jesus's body. Now, if you notice, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, what was giving life to his body was not blood; it was spirit. Right. The spirit raised his body from the dead, and that's why Thomas could even put his fingers in the holes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And put his. He said, "Come here and put your finger in the side." Well, how could his side be open, and him not be bleeding? Because the life. That of the resurrected body of Christ, it wasn't resurrected with blood anymore. It's resurrected by spirit. And that's why we sing this that song. Ain't no grave gonna hold this body down. Right. Just like he walked out of the grave, we're gonna walk out of the grave. So, yes, flesh and spirit resurrected, back together, soul back with the body and the immortal body from then on, in its perfect state. That's my belief. You're good job. No, I the same thing. All right. Love you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. I know we went long, but it was hard. I couldn't find a place to cut on this one this morning. And and uh, at least it gives you some ideas of how I see it and uh, uh, how I think these things are going to play out. And I hope it is a blessing to you. So let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll get off here together. Mom, you going to say it with us? Mm-hmm. Our Hi, Father who, who art, art in heaven, in heaven hallowed, hallowed be your, your name Tá.